Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. This episode is part of a very special series I have curated for you. Your level of emotional intelligence is one of the most significant contributors to your success in life, however you choose to define success for you. In my emotional intelligence workshops, I use the EQI 2.0 model to help professionals and leaders assess how they are doing in self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal relationships, decision-making, and stress management, the main areas of the model. The model contains 15 competencies grouped into each of the areas I just mentioned. You can learn more about the model at mhs.com. So what is so special about this series? Each episode is a deep dive into a competency from the model with an expert who provides you with strategies for improving your emotional intelligence. In this episode, Rebecca Andre shares the importance of emotional expression and how you can become more effective in expressing your emotions. Rebecca is a leadership coach, DEI specialist, and facilitator who lives in Northeast Washington, D.C. She works as a consultant for OKA, a training, consulting, and publishing firm headquartered in Fairfax, Virginia. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for joining us today. Chris, thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk about our topic, emotional expression. But before we get into it, can you share a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, Chris, I'm a, a leadership coach and facilitator. I work for a company called OKA that's located in Northern Virginia. And we do quite a bit of training, coaching. We certify people in several tools and we do a lot of coaching. So that's my role with the company. Awesome. And I can attest to that leadership coaching because you were part of helping me get through that uh, certification program. <laughs> yeah. So we were happy to have you. Oh, <laughs> So now, emotional expression, what is it and why is it important for our emotional intelligence? So emotional expression, it is the degree to which we share, communicate, and remain transparent with our feelings and our emotions. And why it's important for our success. I would argue that you can't be authentic without emotional expression. I've heard someone say, you know, I've never heard someone say, you know, we don't want any authenticity in this, in this leadership role. (laughs) You know, you can't be authentic without emotional expression. And it's common for systems to decide that this one of of the 15 emotional intelligence um, elements, these components, it's, it's common for systems to decide that this one is less important. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, not only are we not taught to do this well, we're often taught not to do this. And so it's the one of the elements that I receive the most pushback on because it's often misunderstood. Um, and people approach emotional expression as I don't want it. I don't need it. Don't bring it around here. We don't want any hint of it. But, you know, in this time in our world where connection needs to be intentional, we need emotional expression um, to help us build authenticity, to help us build trust. Oh, totally. Right. And especially, and like you're saying, especially in the remote world, it can be difficult to express yourself. And I was just thinking back as you were talking, being in the the field of law enforcement, it was um, emotions are um, frou-frou-y stuff. So don't bring the frou-frou-y emotions here. 
<laughs> right. And sometimes out of necessity, right? In organizational cultures like that one, it's like, we don't have any room. We don't have any space for it. You can't bring it here. You have to compartmentalize. Yeah. And what ends up happening though, a byproduct of that is our emotional expression. Our feelings do get pushed down and it can breed mistrust um, in those environments and it can contribute to toxicity. Oh, huge, right? Oh, this great, great, great line of thought here. So can we look first at what happens when we ourselves express our emotions? I mean, not Mm. express, I'm sorry, suppress, suppress our emotions. (laughs) When we suppress our emotions, um, well, it, I'm, I'm for your listeners out there, those of you who can relate, if you grew up in an environment where you did not see these behaviors modeled uh, in a healthy way, or maybe, maybe they just didn't exist, you maybe developed a, a sense, you had to perceive you know, the nonverbals, you had to learn how to read between the lines because people weren't explicit about their emotions, what they were feeling, what they were experiencing. And so you maybe became highly emotionally self-aware in the process. But these are muscles that maybe you didn't develop. And, and I, for one, am, am one who had to work at this, expanding my vocabulary, getting in touch, in tune with what am I feeling and why? When we have too little emotional expressions, it can, well, it can make us seem like we're unaware. It can make us appear emotionally immature. We may come across as distrusting. We may come across as isolated because we're, we lack the communication, that expression of what's going on. We may even be in denial of our own feelings. Yeah. Well, and externally, I can see this causes issues in relationships, work and personal. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes how that translates is there's that lack of communication means that we're not really connecting. We may not seem sincere, even though our intentions may be good and we we may be actively trying to be sincere when we lack that emotional expression it can really get in our way of, of creating and connecting and having meaningful relationships. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and one thing I was thinking about is I remember sitting in meetings and trying to, there's what people are saying, and then you're trying to figure out what they're really saying because there's not that, you know, the transparency is, is missing. Absolutely. Yeah. And people are reading the room, looking around um, and, and trying to guess. And sometimes when we, we we're making those guesses, we're guessing wrong. You yes. know, have you ever had your, your feelings or thoughts like misconstrued, right? Did somebody ever um, misinterpret how you were coming across? And you're like, that's not what I meant at all. But maybe it's because my tone didn't match you know, my, my actions, maybe my tone didn't match what I was saying and people were getting mixed messages. It's important to be able to share our feelings with others. It can be difficult to show how um, I feel. It can be difficult for me to describe my feelings. And so we have to actively work those muscles that are there. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have to actively work those muscles to develop these skills. So what are some ways then that we can work those muscles? Mm. So one of the ways that you can practice emotional expression is to hit pause, check in with yourself. What am I feeling right now and why? And practice putting it out in the world. I'm feeling confused. I'm, I'm feeling um, a little fearful or I'm feeling excited about this <laughs> and just practice 
using something, it seems so elementary, but if this is not something that you do often or that you're skilled at, um, it takes work and it takes intentionality. And so we can actively practice checking in with ourselves. What am I feeling and why? And then practice putting it out into the world. When we're emotionally self-aware, we may feel that people, we may assume that they know what we're feeling, right? And then we may feel disappointed when somebody can't read our minds. (laughs) (laughs) No. But practicing that emotional expression means I have to verbalize and and maybe I lack some vocabulary. Maybe I need to expand outside of, I feel angry, I feel sad, I feel hungry. (laughs) Maybe, you know, it's more nuanced than that. Maybe I feel frustrated. I feel confused. Um, I feel overjoyed. I feel elated. And so we have to actively work on expanding our vocabulary, enhancing that vocabulary to help express what's going on inside of us. Yeah. And I'm almost thinking we also need to build up some courage to be able to say it once we've identified it. It does. It does take bravery. It does take courage to push ourselves. You know, I think I liken it to working out. (laughs) which is not something I have historically been great at. It does take courage. (laughs) And it takes that forethought and that planning ahead. Okay, I'm going to look at my calendar. I have to schedule this in because if I don't schedule it, it's not just going to mad. I'm not just going to magically show up at the gym and get a workout (laughs) in. I have to intentionally schedule it. And one thing we don't often think about when we're looking at adult behavioral change is active recovery. Or recovery. Mm. You, we hear those words when we work out, and you know, yeah. if you ever take a workout class, you're here. Okay, we're in active recovery stage, and after you leave this room, you know, get some water, get some protein in you. This is your recovery. It can feel taxing on our body and brain budget for us to practice a new behavior, and so we have to intentionally plan for how am I going to recover from that? Because it's going to feel draining at first yeah. while we're building these, these muscles. And so we have to actively find how am I going to replenish? What would replenish me um, after I've exercised some new muscles? I love that. I, I never even thought of active recovery for non-workout stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. So what I'm picturing is, um, so we maybe we're going to go to a meeting. So we're working on this, right? We want to go to a meeting and we set the intention of expressing how we feel about a particular project, not just uh, intellectually, right? But emotionally as well. And then we plan out maybe what we're going to say. And then we get into that meeting and, and we, we say it, we make sure that we say it. Uh, And then after that meeting, we go do some sort of self-care for active recovery. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Ah. I love that. I love that intentionality. Like, here's a situation that I'm going to be stepping into. And it's important for me to practice this emotional expression. Yeah. Right? It's going to feel, if, if this is not something you're familiar with, if this is not something that you're skilled at, it's going to feel clunky at first, just yes. like riding a bike or <laughs> learning to do anything. And you have to accept that I might not get it right. It might feel really awkward (laughs) or embarrassing at first. That's part of the process. So I have to embrace that part of the process. Yep. Got to be a little uncomfortable to get out of that comfort zone. Absolutely. (laughs) And I have found too, when I share my emotions more like in meetings or with others, it almost gives them permission, it seems like, for them to be more vulnerable or open. Absolutely. Think of the places where you lead. 
in your home, in your community, um, in the boardroom, right? In, in, in those meetings, those tables you sit around or virtual tables that you sit around. Um, when you exercise your emotional expression, it provides, it, it gives people permission. It provides a brave space for other people to also step in and say, well, you know, here's how I feel about this. And, and it helps create, I would say, contributes to psychological safety that is so critical mm. um, in our workspaces and in our world. I love that, tying it into psychological safety, because that is an important thing. So the more that we are emotionally expressive, the more that we are uh, contributing to that. Nice. <laughs> You're making all these connections I didn't even think about before. <laughs> Anything else for how we can further build emotional expression? So one thing to consider when you're um, practicing emotional expression is, can you find someone? Can you select a friend or a family member, somebody who's a safe space for you? to exercise these muscles and, 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 and maybe reserve some space, schedule a phone call and just say, I'm, I'm trying to practice this. I'm also looking for some accountability, right? And talking through with somebody who's safe for you um, to practice, to test drive this with and to encourage and hold you accountable. How did that meeting go? You know, were you able to express yourself? How was that talk with, you know, that partner or with that friend or with that family member? Um, how did that go? Did you find you were able to, you know, um, express yourself? Did you hold back at all? The other thing I think, Chris, is that sometimes we don't think about is what is happening in our bodies when yeah. we experience that hesitation or that fear. What's happening? Am I short of breath? Do I feel that in my cut? Because there's a biological process that accompanies every action or inaction that we take. So my encouragement would be check in with yourself when you are in a situation and you're withholding or you're hesitating. What's happening in your body? What are you, what are you feeling physically? What are you feeling emotionally at that time? Take note of that. We have to be intentional about it. And then find somebody to share that with <laughs> and, and exercise those muscles. Here's what I was feeling. Um, I'm not sure why, but I, I really want to build these muscles. And so I'm going to actively, you know, try the next meeting or next phone call that I'm in. I'm going to find a way to push through that feeling. And I'm going to um, press forward and find my brave and, and put my feelings out into the world. Mm. I love that. Well, and so for those that are leaders, let's do some further convincing on why they need to do this. Because sometimes as a leader, you think, oh, I need to put on a brave face for my folks, you know, and, and lead the way. So what advice do you have for leaders in regards to this? Um, my advice to leaders is this. You set the tone, right? And, and so by sharing, by being transparent, by being authentic, and emotional expression is just one way that you can practice that. You're going to earn the trust. You're going to build better connections with your team. And, and you're going to give them permission, right, to share their thoughts, to share their feelings. Now, when it's overdone and it's too much, right, then it's like, okay, well, that was maybe we don't need to vomit everything out at one time. <laughs> right. That's next. And, we'll get to that. <laughs> right, right. But in where where you lead, whatever that looks like. And so many 
of us lead in many spaces because leadership is simply influence. So wherever you have influence, you're giving people permission by sharing what you're thinking, what you're feeling. You're giving them permission to do the same. And you're helping people listen to their guts. You're, you're, You're leading and influencing them to share their voices. And those voices are critical because we are co-contributors to our environments. We're co-contributors when it comes to decision-making. And so for those voices to be heard, you have to lead by example. I love that. Yeah. Uh, well, and that creates that psychological safety that we were talking about and, and the trusting relationships. And that also leads to higher productive folks. So if anything, that's got to motivate us, right? If we're like, oh, feelings. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. So now you mentioned uh, the over perhaps emoting for those individuals Mm. that maybe are a little too good at emotional expression. (laughs) What do we do there? So we here at OKA like in, um, you know, overdone emotional expression, like like a bad perfume that enters the room, right? (laughs) It's it's like, oh, this is a lot. So... I would encourage you to think, you know, where, where's that baby bear porridge? Am I, is this too much? Right. Is this, is the, the papa bear porridge, is this too little? How, how am I engaging this? And, you know, the EQI is a great instrument. I know that we'll talk about this a little bit more, but it's a great assessment um, that generates a report that helps you gauge, you know, here's where you, um, you know, compared to the norm group, here's where you might fall. Does this resonate with you? Um, is it too much? Is it too little? Is it working for you? So one of the questions I would ask you to consider if I'm bringing too much of it is, have I received feedback, right? That I'm, I'm, I'm bringing a little too many feelings to the, to the table. Um, and, and consider the audience, right? Consider who you're speaking to, who's giving you that feedback, and then maybe check in with yourself and that next opportunity you have um, to contribute that next meeting, whatever, a Zoom meeting, whatever it might be, and then check with yourself. Why am I talking? It's, if we use that tool, wait, why am I, why am I wait, talking? Why am I talking right now? Is this, is this necessary? Is it contributing any value? Um, if it's overdone, it can dominate. It's like, it's yeah, that vom, that picture of like vomiting your uh-huh. feelings and emotions. Like maybe people know a little too much about like, you whoa. and how you're feeling. <laughs> so it's checking in with ourselves. It's listening to feedback. And it's pausing. I think employing that pause, pausing to say, to ask yourself, why am I talking? <laughs> what am I feeling right now? And on the opposite end, if you're not, you know, if you're struggling to practice this at all, is to say, what, what am I feeling right now? And what, what words could I use? And, you know, I think it can be as simple as having a cheat sheet. Of, ha- of, of different, and maybe it's a note on your computer or it's something on your phone or something that you write down of, here's how I'm going to start some of my sentences. And I'm going to practice using, yes, some feeling words. <laughs> and it doesn't have to dominate the conversation. It can be tastefully done. Um, something that's true and authentic to you, which you're growing into. Authenticity is constantly evolving. And so that's one way that, that you can practice it if you are low or you're finding, I, this is not a muscle that I engage very often. Yeah. 
Oh, so I can hear it. So for the people who are engaging too much, we use wait. Why am I talking? And for the people who are engaging too little, we use wait. Why aren't I talking? Yes, I love that. <laughs> so just wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so could you share a little bit about uh, your products and or services of your company? Sure, sure. So we here at OKA, um, located in Northern Virginia, uh, we uh, have a variety of products that we use for coaching, for facilitation, for professional development and growth, for executive coaching. And one that we're highlighting here is the EQI. It is a certification that coaches, trainers, facilitators, leaders of all kinds can use Um as it, it's an assessment, there's an assessment portion, and then there's a coach's report, um, there's an individual report, and we utilize these tools to start the conversations, to look at what's working for you, what's what might be getting in your way. And so the EQI is a fantastic tool that looks at 15 components of emotional intelligence and, 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 and um, compares you to a norm group. So you have a sense of like, you know, compared to Joe walking down the street, you know, how, how much emotional intelligence do I have? How, how is, is, is this working for me? Is it contributing to my success and helps you assess what's, what's working really well? What's helped me to be successful? What's helping me navigate the waters more smoothly? So I, I highly recommend the EQI as an excellent product and tool. We have certifications. And also, if you're like, I'm interested in this, I'd like to get some coaching around it. I'd like to take the assessment. You can also reach out to us here at OKA, and we'll be happy to do that for you. I love it. Maybe even get Rebecca as your coach. <laughs> I'd love that. Oh. So what is your final piece of advice in regards to emotional expression? I think in this world we live in where, you know, as, as you said before, Chris, you know, we're doing a lot through Zoom. I have yet to meet you in person, um, but it is lovely to connect with you on screen. I think that authentic connections, meaningful connections are more critical than ever. I'm sure that we could have said that, you know, people could say that at any point in their lives. But I think right now, the moment we're living in right now, we need these meaningful connections. And we can't make those meaningful connections. They won't be sincere unless we're willing to share who we are, unless we're willing to share our voices, our stories. And emotional expression is just one tool that we can use to get our voice out there, to share our stories, our narratives, and to make those connections. Mm, I love it. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Rebecca. Thanks, Chris. It was great to be here. To learn more about Rebecca, visit her website at oka-online.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit christinaeans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.